Hello, Chet. Hello. This it, is. Nah, I was gonna go. I was gonna continue, but no, it's all right. No, just no. just end my song early. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll do. This is Real Nerd Hours, a podcast about nerd shit, anime, movies, music, so on and so forth, life, things of that nature. Trying to get dates, things of that nature. Yeah, you know what? That's the realest nerd shit out there. Just trying to get a date. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, though. <laughs> Fuck. Doesn't matter what you're into as long as you're not getting laid. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the difficult part. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show. My name is Denzel. And I'm Chet. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours. Chet, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. I had my housewarming party for my new place, and that was cool. Uh, I'm going to get into a little bit of some of the hiccups later, but all things considered, it was a really good party. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. That's good to hear. Sorry, I couldn't make it. No, it's all good. I knew you were out of town. Fucking A. Yep. So let's get right into it. What'd you watch? I watched on the back of a very strong recommendation of one of our listeners. I watched the entire series of Ping Pong, the animation. And uh, that was really cool. It was totally different. And I really appreciated that. So Ping Pong, the animation, it, you know, it is a sports anime. It's a sport. It's competitive. It's high school students but i think one of the biggest differences about this series and other sports anime is that ping pong's an individual sport they don't do doubles on ping pong they don't it's not a five-man team it's one person versus another granted of course there are multiple people on the team but it's not it's not about the team it's about the individuals so that creates a very different sort of dynamic because in say Haikyuu, for example, a lot of the plot and a lot of the character development is as a team and it's interpersonal relationships between teammates. And you know, you got the setter and the spiker and the you know, the, the libero, all that. Whereas ping pong, you got one guy doing everything versus another guy who's doing everything. And uh, yeah, it was just really cool. You know, they didn't they don't fuck around with like training arcs and they don't build up a lot of suspense about like, oh, it's the inter high championships, you know, like all that kind of stuff, because all of the main characters that you're following are all hot shots. You know, they're going to do good. They don't have to build up all the little suspense about them being the little guys. And it's also people on different from different schools, different teams. So. You get these rivalries that you get to watch, but you also get to see you 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 see development from multiple sides. And it's really cool. I it the animation, the art style is totally different, and I can definitely see why some people be put off by it because it looks a little juvenile. You know, it's just not it's not polished like a lot of anime that you're used to seeing, but it's really good just in a different way so i thank you for the recommendation and uh it gets my stamp of approval shout outs to Majetto. yeah <laughs> so i i will admit i didn't make it all the way through i got to about episode six 
I was at episode three before. I still think it's pretty good. So far, I've seen some of the drama unfold with the individuals. Nothing too crazy, though. Yeah, things do get a little bit... Things get a little bit heavier, I think, around... I don't know, actually probably, probably right around six when okay. things start to like unravel a little bit, but it's it's cool. I also got to give respect for them. There's a Chinese character, like he's from China and he's in Japan and he speaks Chinese for most of the series. He does eventually switch to Japanese, but he does so with an accent. Are you Are you watching sub or dub? Sub. Oh, okay. Oh, is there a dub for it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just I'm watched, watching the dub. I, I threw it on on Crunchyroll. Well, in the Japanese version, in the subs, he speaks Chinese throughout the series until, he, like, the end. Yeah, no, like, I enjoy the series. It's really weird because I have been going on and off with that. Mm-hmm. There were a few shows that I watched instead of watching that. Oh, well. <laughs> so it's just kind of, I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't grab my attention fully. Not not to say that it's not a good show, but there are some other things that I'd rather just put on and not pay attention to. <laughs> I feel that. You know, I watched The Good Place and season four of The Blacklist. Oh, both right. American TV shows, <laughs> both pretty much what you would expect from American TV shows. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, I enjoyed them, but it's not, I mean, I would rather have watched Ping Pong the Animation, but like, (laughs) I would have rather have paid attention to Ping Pong the Animation, whereas I just put those on and kind of glance back when I think something's about to happen. I threw it on when I was doing work at home, like I was just doing some design work and I was, I got nothing accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah, I mean, partially because I was watching subs, so I actually have to read what's going on. <laughs> you fucking chump. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just saw that it was on Crunchyroll. Like, I, I Googled it look, thinking that I would have to um, pirate it somewhere or, you know, at least stream it illegally. But no, it was on Crunchyroll. I mean, it was only, only subbed, but I'm like, well, here it is. Well, I think it should be on the Funimation streaming site as well. Oh. Because the Blu-ray came out recently, I think. I think. I'm not entirely right. sure. I don't know. But I know Funimation should have it. Or right. I know should. Ha! Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, those statements are at odds. But yeah, well, anyway, you know what I'm saying. I'm sure that they might have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anything else? You watch anything else? I, nothing that comes to mind. I'm going to be watching a terrible movie this weekend. What movie is that? Uh, I forget what it's called. This is one of the movies by Neil Breen, who is a director that is... He writes, produces, directs, and stars in all his own stuff. So a lot of his films are just really masturbatory experiences where it's like he's just trying to be really cool. And so he'll write his part to be really cool. But the guy's like... 45 50 years old and not in shape but he makes himself out to be an action star it's great holy shit yeah so fateful findings never heard of it yeah neither had i but uh apparently it's on netflix and needs to be watched so when the episode drops it'll be tomorrow okay so is he like a Steven Seagal type character who thinks he's the shit and just 
I don't know. Isn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, but like at least Steven Seagal knew martial arts, and at least Steven Seagal was in shape at one point in his life. This guy didn't start making movies until he was well past his prime. At least okay. as far as I know. The first movie that he made was in 2005. Really? I thought they were much older than that. They looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, just judging by the cover art. Yeah, I thought they were like 90s films. No, no. Is this something that was covered in like uh, red letter media stuff? He's had multiple movies brought up on Best of the Worst and things like that. Wow, shit. Yeah, this movie's from 2013. God damn. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's had other stuff of his showcased on Best of the Worst and shows like that. I don't know if this one in particular has, but a friend recommended it. And upon seeing the trailer, I gotta watch it. All right. looks like I'm going to be watching that as well. Yeah. I'm going to find out. And I'm supposed to see it with Nikki this weekend. Yes. I don't know if I want to join for that yet. Like You should. I mean, I feel like I should, but I also just don't care about the movie. <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair. I'm not super big into horror. Yeah. But what's fucked up for me is like, I like horror movies. Like, I like the ideas presented in a lot of horror movies, but I think that they drag on. And also, I'm a huge pussy. Oh. So, like, it's hard to explain because I, The Ring. I thought it was the last good horror movie that I saw, like or Ringu. Oh, the okay. Japanese yeah, the Japanese one. one. But I watched that like last year. Okay. And I enjoy the paranormal activity movies, <laughs> but they're I mean, I think I want to say that like one and I think three and four are are all right. Whichever one takes place in the seventies is I think the best one. And That's then the first one. Probably four. I've seen one in three and I didn't care for either. Okay. So here's my thing with, with horror movies. I never got into horror. Like my, my dad hated horror movies and like he would never be interested in them. So when I was old enough to be watching movies without my parents, by that time I was really, um, I don't want to say cynical, but like I, I was, I had a very realist approach to life. So when it came to horror movies, my suspension of disbelief wasn't strong enough for me to allow myself to get scared. Yeah, fair enough. So I would just sit there and look at this and just, oh, this is stupid. And like, that's it. And I would either, my reaction would either be laughing at the people who were getting scared or just nothing at all. Like those are my, <laughs> that's the range of my reactions. I my big problem with horror movies is like I don't think they're written competently. Yeah, they're you usually know what not. I mean? And it's like you have people making abnormal decisions that people wouldn't actually make. Right. I think that that's another one of the things that just really takes me out of my suspension of disbelief. Like nobody would be this stupid in real life when there's an axe murderer chopping up all your friends and i'm like well let's go into the woods alone to investigate this it's like no it's like, come on no with the like more metaphysical stuff or like the spooky wookie stuff it's i don't know some people just make bad choices yeah but like with physical horror villains like a texas chainsaw massacre or uh the hills have eyes the remake 
Mm-hmm. I, I saw I've seen both of those and it's just like I don't like the body horror stuff oh yeah the gore it's yeah like, oh, come on I'm chill. not a fan of gore yeah it's a lot it's a lot for me it's, I can gross. I can do cartoonish gore no problem I don't yeah like, like a final destination yeah like that shit's so way out there that it, it it doesn't bother me at all like I don't hate gore I just think it's unnecessary like I've seen bits of hostile two which was basically just gore porn like or torture porn is what they call it and that's that's basically all it was and i'm like okay this just isn't appealing why would anyone want to watch this yeah yeah it's mm, no never been into that or saw or any of those movies yeah but you can convince me to see something like it or ring or whatever right. spooky fucking horror movies like i think the last new one that i saw i want to say was baba duke okay it came out last yet. year something like that mm-hmm. yeah i like that one i, I also want to be clear also some people consider get out a horror movie so oh, you know, was it i thought it was more like a thriller psychological thriller to me that's thing. more where i would put it as but it was being advertised as a horror movie so oh, yeah, 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 in yeah, fairness yeah. i will say i really did enjoy get out but i have enjoyed other like real horror movies but i just don't get scared uh wreck 2 i saw some years back that's the spanish horror film is that where they seal up the building and there are monsters inside of it yes and at the end the americans decide to bomb it yes okay yeah i saw that one as well that one was cool it it's I don't really like found footage movies, but I thought that one did a pretty good job with it. The problem I have with found footage movies is the shaky cam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and some, some of the stuff that goes beyond the shaky cam is like, why does the person still have the camera on past this point? Right. <laughs> That's it for like a lot of the movies, like in Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, it was just like, dog, why does he still have the camera on him? And it's just, well, the people need to know. I guess for this generation, it would make more sense. Yeah, now it would make a little like more sense. YouTube stars and all that kind of shit. But before then, it was just kind of like, why would you keep the camera on? Like, who, why? This doesn't make, it's like weighing you down and slowing you down. You yeah. don't, it's, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. And that's how I feel about a lot of them. But it doesn't really make that big of a difference. Nah. So moving forward, we got some hot news items so far. Yeah. One of the things that came up that I thought was really interesting was some fuck ass on the internet. And of course, writer for Pace Magazine, Dante something or other, posts an article in response to Dean Takahashi's playing of Cuphead's tutorial and first level. It was embarrassing to watch. He died like 30 times, I think. In the first level. In the first level. It took him like three minutes to get past one jump in the tutorial. Yes. Which has written out instructions of, hey, here's how you get past this jump. Yes, exactly. (laughs) This dude's a game journalist. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right all right we'll, Continue. we'll we'll get into that the title the title of the article is gamers need to stop fetishizing skill god damn it <laughs> that's a really weird concept to me i read the article but it was bullshit so i don't remember much of it <laughs> <laughs> but the major the major issue that i have with it is like gaming is skill 
Yeah. It, you can't beat the game if you don't have a certain amount of skill. Yeah. This article feels like it was written by somebody who came up and started playing games in the last like two or three years where everything is super easy. It's like quote unquote a cinematic experience yeah. that you don't want to interrupt with all this gameplay. <laughs> right. Don't excuse me, don't let this difficulty interrupt your movie. Yeah, exactly. That's what it seems like this article this this writer is coming from and at the end of it he says after all they're just games Uh, and then he's got a couple of articles written about like city skylines being the gentrifier's dream (laughs) that's okay so that's a casual game yeah that doesn't require skill and he's still gonna shit on it yes yep i mean i'm sure it takes some level of skill because you get into high level play and shit I haven't played it yet. I do own it, though. Oh, man. I've been wanting to play that game and just never got around to buying it or pirating it or anything. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. But, oh, God. The concept of games shouldn't need skill. All right. Let's let's take this back a little well, bit. Well, to be fair, he's saying that people need to stop appreciating skill so much. Is it the fetishizing skill? Okay, I mean, yeah, the way right. that he's phrased this title, it's clearly in a negative. Like yeah. it's supposed to be a pejorative. Like oh, like you know how people talk about the fetishizing, Alfredo, fetishini Alfredo, the fetishini Alfredo of their race, yes. or or sex or whatever. Yes. Like people need to stop fetishizing this certain aspect of whatever, and that's clearly a negative in all aspects. Whenever right. it's brought up, right. I, well, I guess that's not fair to say. It's clearly a negative in most circumstances. When when you describe something as being fetishized, that's a negative. Yes. I mean, you can say, oh, my fetish is feet. Okay, fine. But if you're saying stop fetishizing feet. Yes. You know. Yeah, that's not, there's no positive spin to that. Right. Because nobody likes to be fetishized. Yeah. You treat it like a piece of meat. Ooh. That's my dream right there. Mm. Well, we'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Beat me like I beat my meat. Oh, God. All right. Uh, Well, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, I kind of get where this person is coming from in the basest level. If you're not good at something, it's frustrating. And you don't want... if If you just want to do a pickup game of basketball... And LeBron's just happens to be on skins while you're on shirts. <laughs> you're going to be a little tight. You just sit out that game. Right. You know, just, you know what? Maybe this one's not for you. But I can see where if everyone's sitting here worshiping LeBron and everyone's talking about like, oh, my God, skins are so much better than shirts and you know you you feel helpless there's nothing you can do because the skill gap is just way too wide but there will be other games for you like lebron has competition sim may argue (laughs) but you know lebron loses games there are people in his league there are games for him and there's games for you which is the normal pickup game, the ones that don't happen to have LeBron in them. So if you're not good at Guilty Gear, you don't have to play Guilty Gear. You don't have to play Guilty Gear at a tournament. You can play it with your cousin who also doesn't know what he's doing. Or you can play Tetris, where the skill gap is yourself. Like, yeah, eventually the game will get too hard, but you just play up to that point and that's it. 
You're still having fun, right? I mean, that's why Candy Crush exists, Farmville. There's plenty of casual games for casual gamers. And I know a lot of people, like myself, like to shit on casual gamers. You know, like, I'm really good at Marvel 3. I won't tell you otherwise. I was hungover. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) But I take the game seriously. I have games that I go to to relax. Games that I don't take seriously. And... There's nothing wrong with that. You can enjoy your games. I can enjoy mine. I can enjoy both. We can all enjoy both. You don't need to make everything into Dark Souls. The Dark Souls of Dark Souls. <laughs> that's that's one thing that really <laughs> fucking annoys me about games writing because I don't I'll admit that I don't read too much because I think it's all schlock. <laughs> most and, of it is. Well, yes, most of it. I shouldn't say I think all of it is, but a good portion of it is. And I don't think that I play games regularly enough to be able to read it and be able to gain something from it, like to be able to read whatever this jackass is writing and be able to parse it for useful information. Yeah. Not to say that I want to do that. (laughs) Right. There are specific platforms out there like waypoint that are dedicated to tackling different sides of gaming, like gaming from a social justice angle or gaming from a sociological angle. Not to say that any of these people are sociologists or anything (laughs) of that nature. Not to say that any of these people are qualified for their jobs. I mean, like they're qualified to write about video games because they're video game journalists, but like, (laughs) and I appreciate what they're doing because it's a different take on what is already an oversaturated market. Not to say that there are a ton of people writing about video games already. It's just that there's only so many times that that information can be given to you. And what they're doing is presenting the information to you in a different way, like from a different angle, right? Like, Oh, this is gone home. Got me in my feelings. And the thing is, if you have nothing but games journalists, I have no idea who Dean Takahashi is yeah, or what kind of work of he does. But is. if he's sitting there and his entire life has never played a platformer, I don't know. This is one of those situations where somebody's cred comes into question. Yeah. Because even me, as somebody who irregularly plays video games, I've played platformers before, and I wouldn't have done that badly. No, like, Cuphead really strikes me as a very standard platformer. Which, yeah, a lot of those are difficult, but if you're good at platformers, you'll be fine at Cuphead. It might be harder than usual, but you can at least get through the first stage, I'm sure. Like, I watched watched a super cut of his deaths, and uh, yeah, that that was embarrassing. And a lot of them, it's like, okay, just jump. Okay, problem solved. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It's really interesting because I saw a few tweets from a game journalist regarding this. And he was basically like, some people appreciate journalists who actually have skill in the games, right? Yeah. Like, not they don't expect people who are journalists who have to cover a smattering of games to be experts in each one of them. They just want... To see somebody who's competent at right, them. just be passable. I, I remember uh, when Doom came out, the recent one. Oh, Polygon's video. Yeah, yeah. There was another one where it's an instance of this person doesn't understand how to play a first-person shooter. Like Doom isn't anything 
too complex here. No. But they, they had no idea how to move. They couldn't they couldn't aim and move at the same time. That's really weird. Like, have you never touched a first-person shooter at all? There should be some level of competency required. They can't be sitting around playing fucking anime text adventures all day. Right. Visual novels. Dating sims have no skill level. <laughs> yeah, dating sims. Yeah. It's really, it's really a curious situation for me because... A lot of people, it seems like at least game journalists have come out to cape for this guy because you know, you know what the fuck they do. Every time something happens, they close ranks or if something bad happens, they just push somebody out of their circle. But it's just, it's really a baffling situation to me because it's so, it's so obvious that this guy has no idea what he's doing. And look, like I don't expect everybody who covers football to be good at football or who covers tennis to be good at tennis or who covers basketball to be able to 360 dunk right right? you just have to you have to have some level of competency in what you're covering because with tennis and football and basketball and any other sport that anybody else ever covers there are statistics that you can lean on you can talk about the personalities of the players and how they get along on the teams but with video games you you can kind of do that to a certain extent. You can't go into the studio and interview everybody all the fucking time right. as if they're the stars of the sport. No, the product is what you're basically there to scrutinize. You can scrutinize teams if something implodes, but you know. Yeah, I mean, and when you're covering esports, yeah, you don't have to be a player to be great, but you have to understand the game, obviously. Yes. But. Your understanding of the game is what allows other people to get into the game. Like, if I'm covering Dota and I'm explaining it poorly, it's going to be a bad reflection of Dota. Yes. People won't want to play Dota because I don't know the game well enough to explain it to someone who doesn't understand Dota. It's kind of the same thing here. And that's just like, that's generous journalism. That's, you don't even have to play the game. This is, why should you play this game as told by me playing this game? Okay, I suck at this game, so I hate this game, so you shouldn't get this game. And that's part of the reason why companies rely on streamers a lot more. Yeah. Because they can they can kind of give a high-level examination of a game without needing it like three weeks in advance you just give it to them day of release they play it for a while people see what it's about see if they can get good at it like streamers at least the more successful streamers that i've seen and youtube guys that are out there that are doing this they have the ability to play a game adapt to it very quickly and be presentable with it within like an hour or so yeah you just get the gist of what's going on fairly quickly and i don't know how games journalists at least this one in particular doesn't have that skill set i wonder if he works for a publication that was just like okay we need somebody who can write about video games yeah like who has an interest in games like okay just you're our video game guy now (laughs) your last name's japanese you know video games get on there (laughs) (laughs) shit man it's really it's really a confusing situation i hate to see people cape for that bullshit though (sighs) yeah i really do yeah that that's what kills me about this is 
the people defending it. Like, I mean, that that's usually what happens is someone fucks up and then because there have to be two sides to every issue, somebody's got to defend them. Yeah. Why? Why do you need to defend? Like, I get it. If that's your boy or whatever. Yeah. It's like, OK, all right. He's my boy and shit. But even if it's your boy, you got to be able to say, all right. He was fucking around. He was, yeah. He was, was yeah. He's like, okay, good. that was embarrassing, but ease off him. Like, he, and that's it. He was on Xanax that entire time. <laughs> yeah. He was unable to compute. I mean, I would say he smoked weed, but even somebody who smoked weed would be able to do it. Man, but yeah. It's, it, it was bullshit. It's, this is one of the reasons why I avoid games journalism. Oh, yeah. And there's such little to be gained out of it. The only stuff I ever really read is stuff that's pertinent to me, but most of it, because I'm into that scene, fighting games, Dota, what have you, I already know whatever they're going to be saying. On occasion, I'll I'll glean some new information, but only on occasion. So, yeah, I really don't fuck with Kotaku and Polygon and all of them. Yeah, Kotaku is basically what community generated shit right a lot of it is yeah Yeah. i don't think it's i think they have some like actual staff writers but i think a lot of it's also just community generated okay and polygon i've never read a day in my life what's funny is polygon used to be one of the most respected like industry journalist sites why because it used to be respectable industry journalism (laughs) (laughs) Now all I see is like fucking just I don't like I hate to get into this shit because it's not it's not what I really cape for like I don't stand for this kind of shit or I'm not anti this kind of shit yeah. but like I don't like the social justice shit it's too heavy handed it's like dog like there's no nuance presented in your writing here it's- you're not presenting this argument to me in a way that leads me to believe that I was ever wrong. Not to, <laughs> yeah. like, not to say that you need to prove to me why I was wrong or why anybody is wrong, but you need to write this in a way where it makes me reflect on what I'm doing. Because the way that a lot of the shit that I've seen written on that site, it's just all very accusatory. Yeah. And they don't do a good job of actually going out and explaining why some things are wrong right like oh women are over sexualized in games and gamers are to blame for it well how about you tell me why it's wrong to have women presented in this way right rather than just poking me in the chest and saying like fuck you you're wrong this is what's happening and it's your fault yeah like okay i'm not one for polygon sexiness either i'm not 2d 2D drawings, no, that's not for me. 3D shit, like polygons, no, that's not for me. Give me a real woman, please. All I right. appreciate You're that. All about that 3D PD, huh? Yeah, 3D pig, disgusting baby. <laughs> I, I can't wait for every man I know to convert to 2D so I can swing and just, miss at yep, all the women just, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Backstroking through, <laughs> backstroke through all the regret, uh, rejection. Yeah. Oh, just real quick. The last thing I want to add to this is like, if you're not good at video games and you're a video game journalist, why the fuck should anybody listen to you? 
Yeah. Like, if you don't have a long-standing history in video games, maybe you're not the best at every game that's ever come out. If you've never worked in game development or anything like that, like, why would anybody, like, what makes your opinion valuable? Just because this is something that I've noticed, like, just because somebody's done something for a long time doesn't make them good at it or make them credible. And that's kind of like what the issue that I have is. And if somebody wants to like get at me for shitting on new media, this is the problem that I have with new media. Just because somebody has been doing something for a long time doesn't make their opinion valuable. Like, I you establish credibility over a long time, but that's through research or through other means, right? I mean, everyone's seen or at least heard of some old man who's been golfing for 30 years and still doesn't know how to do a proper drive. Like, you can do something for all your life, but if you're doing it improperly, you suck at it. Yeah. Like, and it's it's really strange to me that that people even it's just weird you know what i mean like these people shouldn't have credibility like dean takahashi i'm sure he's good at some other games i'm not let's say let's say hypothetically that he's not good at any video games like period like what if he's not he shouldn't he shouldn't be a games journalist like what the fuck exactly is he writing about i mean if you want to be even a new media journalist you can just talk about personalities within gaming just not about the game yeah like if you if you can't play games if you're not good at games then what the fuck are you doing (laughs) like specifically presenting video games then what like i don't see how your opinion could be of value at all as i mean like okay that's a little bit unfair they were short on writers it's unfair for me to see that say that i can't see how their opinion would be of value at all but the question that i have really is what why would anybody want to have the casuals opinion like i can see some validity in it because there are a lot of casuals so you know, if you have someone who's writing as a casual to a casual, I can see where there would be some appeal, but I don't from, really think that's all that necessary. From a marketing perspective, yes. Like, you can market it to people that are casuals. Like, But in general, at least for me, and I can't apply this to a bunch of people because I've never done a study, I've never seen a study, but if somebody's covering video games, I want to know that they've got some something that I don't have, right? Mm-hmm. They, I mean, if they've got the same access to games that I have, like I can go out and buy games, they go out and buy games, even if they get it earlier than I do, even I, I just, I just want to see that they've got something to offer that I, I have no access to. Like if they've got charisma, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's good for new media, YouTube stuff. You've got charisma, but you're average at games or whatever. That's perfectly that fine. Just fine. It's it's really I don't know. They they just have to have something. Like if they have a skill set that I don't have. Like if I'm watching Doctor Disrespect on Twitch, he's he's extremely good at almost every game that I've ever seen him play. It's disgusting actually. (laughs) And it's very upsetting to me, but he's, he's very good. And that's why I watch him. And on top of that, he's a fantastic character. That's also why I watch him. 
So it's like, if you're just a dude who sucks at games, why the fuck should you have anybody's attention? Yeah. Everybody's I mean, a dude who sucks at games. There's, there's this not a dude, a person. Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyone can suck at video games. But I mean, like you got Rooster Teeth. They have the, the Rage Quit series. And those are all absurdly hard games for the most part. And, you know, most people are going to have the same experience if they were to play these games. But you've got this dude losing his mind over it. And it's entertaining. You know, like anyone can go into these stupidly hard games and just die. But now you can watch someone else get frustrated instead of having to do it yourself. So, yeah, there's you. There needs to be some reason for appeal. There needs to be some reason why people actually go to you for your information. Yeah, exactly. Instead of no reason. It's just some guy at a desk who has a job who churns out bullshit articles. Not to say that's Dean, because I'm not sure what he writes, but Dante sure as fuck is. (laughs) Okay, moving forward. Another news item that we have. Somebody had posted this in the subreddit, but apparently... uh, Jaden Smith is going to be starring in an anime by... Ezra. The dude from Vampire Weekend, yeah, Ezra Koenig, yes, yes, Ezra Koenig, and it's got the kid Marrow in it. It's got Jesus and Marrow. Oh, Jesus is in it as well. Yeah, okay. I mean, Jesus was is the anime one out of the two of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's got a bunch of stars. It's got Jude Law, uh, Susan Sarandon. I forget who else off the top. Yeah, it looks like they spent all their money on the stars instead of the animation. The animation does not look great. It looks trash. That show looks bad. But I I legitimately want to watch this. Not to say that I'll enjoy it. Well, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Not to say that I'll respect it. But yeah, he's got a giant Toblerone in one of the scenes in the preview. So I'm sold. I mean, look, (laughs) the problem that I have with this is that it looks cheap. Yeah, that's that's definitely the worst part about it. I mean, like, if Netflix has Little Witch, Little Witch Academia, they can see what good animation looks like. Yeah, and that's not it. <laughs> and the the worst part about it is like, you know how I I don't know the terms for these because I don't do art that mm-hmm. like that. But you know how there's like shading. Yeah. In Little Witch Academia. Yeah. With this preview, it just looks all flat. It's flat as fuck. And it's just like, why would you even put this out? This doesn't look good. And what was even more surprising was that it was announced. It was announced last week and it's coming out in two weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. It's actually, it's coming out next week. It's on the 22nd. Okay. But yeah. So that's like what? Next Friday or something like that? Yeah. So they announced it and it's coming out real quick which means it's basically already done so there's yeah. no chance of that art getting any better yeah that's a bummer and i assume that fight scene was probably from the pilot so it's gonna be dog <laughs> shit for like seven episodes yeah Un- unless what happens is they do four episodes that look like dog shit and then they get a budget for the next season and it just looks balling as fuck from there on out i don't know like i don't want to say that i'm an anime connoisseur but i know what dog shit looks like and that it just doesn't look good anyone's like dog shit you don't have to be an art critic to understand that a 
12th graders painting may not be as good as Monet. Like you don't really need why would a why would a 12th graders painting taste like wine? But yeah, like you don't you, to get some of like the really subtle like nuanced stuff, sure, you might need some degree of credibility and, you know, you know it looks bad. Everyone can tell it looks pretty bad. Like it looks pretty bad. Yeah, but I'm not. I mean, like, I think the draw is supposed to be Jaden Smith. I think the star power is definitely going to be its biggest draw. That's a large reason why I intend on watching it. This is a, you gotta. I don't know, man. I don't believe in. I mean, uh, God, this is gonna sound real dumb of me to say, but I don't really hold it down for putting out a subpar product just to put one out. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's like if you if you have the ability to put out an anime on Netflix on like a huge platform and you shoot your shot and you put it out and it's like a brick like it's you had a layup, but you just threw it off the backboard. Like there better be somebody coming up for the alley-oop. Yeah, because this it just kind of looks like it's a waste. You it know what I mean? It does. It it looks cuz you know they had a budget. You know they had a budget, but it looks like they just spent it all on the talent, yeah. not on the art. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes, you know. We'll report back in 2 weeks. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully I won't be horribly disappointed. Yeah. Hopefully I'll at least be like entertainingly bad. Like if it's going to be bad, I hope it's at least bad enough. I hope it's good. I hope it's I, good. Like my whole thing is like I just want I want good shit all the time. Like I don't want anybody to ever fuck up and fail. Because that just means there's less good shit, less things for me to entertain myself yeah. with. And although that's like super selfish or whatever, <laughs> like I don't really give a fuck like that. You just gotta put something out that's worth it, and then more companies will pick up on it and be like, oh man. We can make money like this? <laughs> oh, shit. We better get to it. Put some money behind this idea. Yep. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Somebody asked a question a couple weeks ago, and I can't remember who, but essentially their question was like, what do you think is the next genre of game that's going to get ripped off? Oh, yeah. We should have said Battle Royale. Yeah. Because Fortnite a game that's essentially like um protect the point i guess like protect this one thing this mm -hmm. one zone king of the hill uh horde game i guess oh okay yeah yeah it's closer to a horde game than sure. anything that game just introduced a pvp mode battle royale mm -hmm. and a couple weeks before that gta announced a pvp battle royale hey. game mode it's really fucking weird, man. Yeah, I. I guess a lot doesn't... of a lot of games hadn't been doing that for a while. Like you know, it's most apt for shooters, and most of them were just team based for a while. And there's not a lot of like free for all, do whatever you want kind of stuff. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, they must be super easy to program too. I mean, once you already have your first person shooter platform whenever when, once you already have the platform in place all you just have to do is like okay no one's on a team everyone shoot everyone good luck 
Yeah, yeah. The only problem I have with the Fortnite Battle Royale mode is that doesn't do well with the inventory system that's on there. The mm. inventory system is fucking horrible <laughs> because everything drops on the ground and there's no way for you to open up a list and sort through it. Mm. And so you end up picking up things that you don't want. You have to go into your inventory and drop things that you don't want. It's a real, real shitty way to run a game. Mm-hmm. But you got to give a shout out to the Arma 3 expansion that was made mod that was made a few years ago that gave birth to h1z1 yeah day of the dead or whatever the fuck it's called (laughs) and uh of course PUBG. now speaking of PUBG, popular youtube man pewdiepie got out into the world and fucked it up this man made seven million dollars in one year like two years ago or maybe it was last year. Some. Who mm. knows how much he made last year. But after doing all that, the death to all Jews, quote unquote, joke. God. That man ate shit. And he ate shit again the other day by dropping nigger with a hard, hard R, R you on his stream. fucking nigger. He didn't even die. He didn't yeah, even die. He just missed his shot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yo, like, what the fuck are you doing, my guy? Like, what is this? What is the world today? You have fucking idiots on stream jeopardizing their millions. Now, as far as I feel, as far as how I feel about him saying it, I think it's inappropriate. I don't agree with the use of the world. But, like, fuck, man. There's no escaping it if you're black online and you have voice chat on. I swear to God, you turn on voice chat and that's the first thing that everybody goes to. And then, of course, they call you the F word. Yep. Oh, Uh, I can't tell you how many times. Like, even when you don't have voice chat, like when I play Dota, it's usually in a five stack. So it's just with my friends. So obviously, we're not getting any of that between ourselves. And there's no voice chat between enemy sides but steam doesn't have any regulations on your names so i can't tell you how many times i've played against people whose names are like i hate niggers and jews or you know death to faggots and you know like yeah y'all it's (laughs) it's so weird how edgy can you be i hate i've always hated that edgelord shit always and i like my whole problem with pewdiepie is that not to say that he doesn't deserve a second chance when he fucks up, but this guy, it seems like he's just going out of his way and fucking up. I think he's just trying to push the limits because like every time he fucks up, he gets the PewDiePie defense force going too. Yeah. So he's like rallying his own base and creating this stupid us versus them. There's got to be two sides to every story. And you're like, oh, I was frustrated. I don't know what I was saying. I don't care how fucking prevalent this shit is in gaming. Don't fucking do it. Especially if you're famous. Right? Like, you shouldn't be doing this if you have no viewers on Twitch. But if you got millions, oh, dog. You censor yourself hard. God damn. What people don't get. Okay, fine. I don't care how mad he was. He was mad, whatever. You don't suddenly pull out language that you'll never say. Yeah. You know he has to be saying this word when the cameras are off for him to pull this out in a heated moment, a heated gaming moment. 
as everyone's calling it. Yeah, it's like, really it's like he he says it frequently. And as far as it like proving that he's racist, like yeah. it's like look, he he did a little thing where he had somebody hold up a sign saying death to all Jews and then he's caught on camera live saying nigger and he tries to cover it up by saying oh I meant asshole I meant asshole yeah. or whatever the fuck he said you're making it real hard for people to defend you at this point it's tough like man. I don't I don't really give a fuck what anybody says like I do I think he's racist no but I mm. think he's fucking stupid I think he's dumb as shit I think what it is because of his 4chan-esque crowd that follows him He's become more of an edge lord. He's, you know, a member of Kekistan, as it were. And Jesus he's just Christ. he's just doing edge lord shit because of his edge lord audience. So I don't think he's actually a racist. I just think he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. How stupid could you fucking be? Man, if you told me I could never say the word the and I'll give you twelve million dollars, trust me, I will find a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. It's just mind-boggling to me. It's you would think that he would have worked all of that out after a certain point so he wouldn't get caught saying it accidentally ever. Right? It's such a strange thing to me. It really is. And I mean, if you think you're at that at risk, if you really think you're that at risk, you can do what broadcast TV does and put a delay on it, have someone who can get on that shit and censor you in case you fuck up yeah yeah granted that i mean that's a little expensive but hey i mean he could millions of dollars man it. millions of dollars it's really it's fucking baffling to me man it's really it's really quite confusing it doesn't make any sense to me i i don't know man i don't know i, I don't i don't get why people think I don't see the obsession that white people have with the N-word. Yeah. As well. Like that's, right? a, that's another thing that's like really resurged uh, with this debate going on. Is that like, you know, it's just one word. There's, okay. There's a few words that you really just shouldn't say. And there's just one word that's race specific. Like I don't really see Asians throwing around chink very often. Like, that one's heck, who, who even... <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot, lot of, lot of real racist shit. Like I don't, uh, like my, my whole thing is like, look, I don't say it because I don't want people around me saying it. Yeah, and that's, that's the best that I can do as a person, right? Like the, oh god, there's so much that goes into it because once you start saying certain things, you don't want the wrong kind of people agreeing with you. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing, right? Like I don't want to be associated with certain people. And as much as I talk shit about like I don't really care what people think, like I care what those people think because <laughs> I don't want them thinking that they like me for my ideas on a specific group of people. Yeah, yeah. it's I don't want that ever i don't like that attention i don't want that attention yeah and i don't think maybe people just don't think about things long term like if you cultivate an audience while you're using the f word saying nigger on your stream or talking about how terrible jews are 
it, like on on your stream and you cultivate an audience like that and that's where your money is coming from and you don't want to lose that so you you can't ever trim the fat once yeah. you want to go away from it. it but at the same time dog you got to do something i you know while that is true like you can't you can't just turn it off and then just alienate your audience and then like do a 180 it really wasn't that hard for me to stop using, like, to stop thinking in offensive patterns. Like, I re- I used to really enjoy the F word, <laughs> to be honest. But I was I was a kid in high school. It was less. I, I you know I never had anything against. Well, actually, that's not true. When I was in middle school, I was definitely a homophobe. But I was in middle school. Like that was the thing. Yikes! Like that's. <laughs> Yikes. It, I never did anything, but it was just like the concept of someone being gay was so foreign to me. Anyway, we live and we learn. We grow up. Yes. You know. Uh, but, you know, I, I used to use the word far more than I should have. And, um, you know, going to 4chan as I was and, you know, but then as I grew up, I just stopped seeing the appeal like i knew people who would be hurt by that i would see how people would actually use that in an offensive way i was never using in that offensive way but it's the same word and it still means the same thing doesn't matter how you mean it if you're using the same word and someone can take offense to that and now you're the asshole yeah i i prefer to think of it from more monetarily focused kind of way like let's say you're establishing an audience right like Mm -hmm. i had somebody on my stream call or use an offensive term towards middle eastern folks and the thing is like why wouldn't you want to be as inclusive as possible right when you're a streamer right that's more streams of revenue for you because to these people like if you really if you legitimately are a racist if you legitimately hold these hateful beliefs you don't want their money anyway. And even like, even if you aren't a racist and you say something stupid, like, oh, you shouldn't be offended by a word. Yeah. Well, try having your ass kicked while somebody's screaming nigger at you. <laughs> try it. Yeah. <laughs> the, or try, or there's so much to it. There's yeah, so, it. God damn. And like, people don't seem to understand that, like, it's not even that it's like super offensive like and nobody's ever had an experience with the word mm-hmm. and it's just like oh it's offensive because it's offensive no it's offensive because the word has been used while horrible things have happened to people right because like, the- in both of our lives i'm sure we have multiple instances where we've been called that word while somebody was doing some bad shit to us it has happened kind of in my works to my benefit in terms of being called the n-word is that i don't look black enough for people to use that as their go-to <laughs> <laughs> so they they think you're middle eastern don't they yeah a lot of middle eastern a lot of uh hispanic no one ever really called me gay too much you know not beyond what i'm sure every middle schooler would go through but uh yeah <laughs> fair enough yeah no don't forget and I, I need to constantly remind people of this. Segregation was illegal, or was legal, while both of my parents were alive. Yep. Both of my parents were alive while segregation was legal. 
So it's not ancient history where, you know, your grandfather, when they say racist stuff at Thanksgiving, that's coming from experience. Yeah. They grew up with that. And, you know, I can't. I can't say, oh, your grandfather's a terrible person for having grown up in that in that situation, but your grandfather has grandfather has some terrible views because he grew up in those generations. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's another side to that story. And that's that's our side. So if we take offense to that, well, there's a reason. Offense is offense is never given, it's always taken. Uh, it's like God, fuck uh, off. It's just like, man. If you don't want, if you don't want to us to call you a racist, if you get so heated over us calling you a racist, stop doing racist shit. Stop if you yeah if, right. If it's just a word, so is racist. Uh, right? I'm not a Nazi. I just like wearing the uniform, <laughs> doing their salute, and saying death to all Jews. Come on, guys. There's a difference. I don't like coke. I just like the smell. <laughs> <laughs> God uh, damn, people are so fucking stupid. Yep. But damn, I, you you never you've never seen Markiplier do something like this. Right? Like <laughs> you have so many other famous people who don't ever run into this shit and it's the same guy. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the the whole the whole N-word talk just reminds me of the one bad thing that happened at my uh housewarming party. Oh was, shit. So as I've mentioned before, I know at least on the Patreon stuff, but if I haven't mentioned my, my new place, my new apartment is pretty lit. Like there's a lot of military and a lot of young folk. So on the weekends, there's a lot of parties that just go down and like people will just show up at their neighbor's places. Well, my next door neighbor is it's, it's a guy and a girl. They're not a couple. But they're both military and they're both pretty young. And the dude, we're going to call him Tommy. He's young, military. He's from Nebraska. He's basically about as not progressive as it gets. Except if he was old military from Nebraska. But uh, yeah, so he, he's a cool guy. Uh, a little problematic for my taste, but you know. It's it's fine. He's, he's he's you know he's ignorant. But uh, then he was very drunk at my housewarming party, and we had a rather diverse crowd there. And uh, man started dropping hard R's. Oh boy! And I was like, all right, dog. Do we do we throw have his to ass kick- out? Yeah, we kicked him out of the party. But the question was, did we beat his ass? Like, <laughs> well, for one, he was denying that he was hard Ring in the first place, and we're like, dog, you shouldn't have been saying the word at all. You got to pass just for that. But <laughs> what was it in reference to? Or did he just fly off the fucking handle? I don't remember. Like, it, he definitely did not mean it offensively. I don't remember exactly what the concept context was, but I think it was something to the effect of you, my nigga. But uh, it wasn't quite how it came out. <laughs> I was like, all right, you got to go. You're making the guests uncomfortable. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Jeez. Did he come and talk to you about it at another time? No, I need to actually go talk to him because I don't... He may not even remember it. Like, he was fucked up drunk. Okay. So, that was part of why I didn't whoop his ass before having getting him out of there. But it's like, all right, you got to go. 
God, damn. you're too drunk to stay here. Go to bed. It, yeah, but yeah, that's like, a lot. We'll 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 have a chat with Tommy. And we'll <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Holy shit! But uh, yeah, if you want to err on the side of safety, no matter what color you are, just don't say it. If you're black, you'll probably get a pass. If anything else, if you just if you don't want to start any shit, if you don't want to be at risk of losing your job, if you don't want to be at risk of alienating your friends, just don't say the word. It's not difficult. No, it's not difficult at all. And like all the endorsements that he had left, he had like after after his little death to all Jews stunt. Yeah, <laughs> they might be gone now. I, I this fucking guy would not really be, fucked it up. Would not be surprised if all of his corporate support just dropped. Yeah, because this is like death to all Jews, like as like a stunt or as a joke. Like I guess maybe it's the way that I see it is like the first time you could probably excuse it away. Yeah, and I will also say like with that stunt, I watched the video for that. It does play as if it's a joke from start to finish, like that he didn't think they were actually going to do it or something like that. I also don't watch PewDiePie because I have taste, <laughs> but I hear that that's not the only anti-Semitic things that he has done. Uh, but at least with that one in that specific video, it's played as a joke, like that it's not seriously that he he feels this. But with him shouting "fucking nigger." <laughs> Like, there's no coming back from that one, yo. No, no. You, you can't really... I mean, like, fuck, man. People on Twitch have definitely been banned for that. Oh, yeah. Like, People get banned from Twitch for a lot of things. Yeah. This fucking... It's, like, really surprising to me. Really surprised. I forgot that I was on cam Ugh. with the mic right in front of my mouth and yeah. the lights on and the, the camera pointed at me. And my... It's not, you don't accidentally turn on Twitch. <laughs> no, no, you don't. It's deliberate. <sighs> All right, going forward, uh, on to my weekend in dating. Yes. Uh, Please go on. So your boy, your boy meets a girl in a, in a brewery, right? This is Friday night, I believe. I can't remember when I tweeted that I fucked up. I, I think it was Friday night. Yeah, so I, on Friday night, I, I go out to a brewery. And because of the way that the brewery is set up, uh, I go sit by myself at the bar because, you know, you don't take a table if you're by yourself. No. Nah. So, unfortunately, I'm sitting between two women who are having a conversation with another woman on the other side of the bar. And they're talking past me. Mm -hmm. And one of the women notices. And she strikes up a conversation with me. And we start chatting. We go back and forth for a little bit. We have a good time. And then she gives me her number. Hey. I didn't ask for it. She gave it to me. Hey. She was just like, oh, let's exchange, let's exchange information. Let's do this. And I said, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. So I had her type in her number on my phone. She typed in, or I typed in my number on her phone. She typed in her number on my phone. We exchange. And then the next day, uh, it's quiet for your boy because I didn't actually hit save on her, on my phone. And you can never expect a woman to hit you up 
if she's like kind of tepid about it like if, yeah. she's, if she's lukewarm on it yeah like you can never expect anybody to hit you up she didn't seem like she was super stoked about it yeah like i don't know why she gave me her number she said that she was there only had one drink yeah. and she only drank half of the beer that was in front of her <laughs> so i don't know god damn and <laughs> i mean shit it may have been a case of like i kind of want to hit him up and then her girlfriend said oh no girl you can't talk to him first he's got to hit you back you said you asked him for your number oh nah (laughs) so if there are any ladies listening please don't ever do that if you're interested in somebody just let them know send them a text message or something yeah because now i'm out here like a fucking chump i tried to add her on linkedin Not on Facebook. Facebook's too personal. Too LinkedIn personal. is fine. We were talking a lot about work, so I think no, it would work yeah, out. That helps. that helps. Oh, my God. Yeah, but on the plus side, your boy knocked it right the fuck out of the park the following night. Uh-oh. So I go up to L.A. in the morning, right? I spend most of the morning in L.A. and the afternoon. And then I get a message from OkCupid. Okay oh. Somebody's liked your profile. Oh, Some, somebody's liked your profile. And so the first thing that I do is I get on that motherfucker and I pipe in a message. I say, yo, what are you doing right now? Because I was gearing up to leave. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, well, I'm not doing anything. And I said, let's go hit up a brewery. And she was just like, I'm super tempted. And I was just like, all right, well, meet me here at X time. Let's do this. And she was just like, all right. And I was just like, yes, your man's in there. Yeah. So we get to the brewery. We have a good time. We have a weird conversation. She's from Tennessee, has dated a lot of black guys in the past. And she said some weird shit. Like I had asked her how she felt about uh, rap music. And she was just like, oh, I know black mu- black people or some shit like that. <laughs> some random shit. Some like just completely random aside. And I was just like, what? And she was like, no, no, that's not what I meant. I meant. And then she tries to explain that she <laughs> she meant she knows rap music. And it's just like, mm, mm, uh, huh. All right. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> huh. I Tennessee, see. huh? Yeah. Hmm. I see. But anyway. So your boy hit the home run on the first date and somebody had sent in a question on the uh, subreddit. The main reason why I bring this up is because somebody put in a question on subreddit uh, about the dating advice that's worked for me. And I'm going to be 100% honest. The only thing that's ever worked for me up to this point, especially with this one particular person, (laughs) uh, was just being myself. Uh, yeah honestly that seems like probably the best strategy like you have a unique enough personality that you don't at the very least you're not boring you know if nothing else you're not boring and well that's what a lot of people are just looking for like if they're if they're tired of you know going on a bunch of dates most normies are gonna be largely the same a lot of them are going to be largely the same. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, accounting. I just, I go hiking. I don't I tell it. people about this podcast. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've said too much. And I, I also told her not to Google me. So that could be why she hasn't texted me back. 
because she found out what my last name is and decided to Google me. Hot damn. God damn. <laughs> There's a lot of shit on Google about me. Oh, man. I Including an interview that I did with somebody a nice. while back. I haven't Googled myself in a minute. I know there's other Chet Browns. So your, your name is super common, so it's gonna be hard to find like yeah, precisely you. Yeah, with my last name, it's like a nice shield from being Googled. Yeah. But if you actually like find me or like know what to look for, you can find probably a lot of things. Like nothing terrible, just you can find out a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I mainly told her not to Google me so she didn't come across a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing I don't think there's anything incriminating about me on the internet. There's just mm. there's just things. I don't think so. That, yeah, it's like stuff that I used to work on, things that I used to do. But anyway, that question came from uh man eating tacos. Is that um, a man who's eating tacos or tacos that eat men? Think about it. That's a good question. Think about it. I want you to answer that in the subreddit. Next okay, afterwards. let's just move on to questions at this point. Let's start out with his. Yeah. Uh, you can go to the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. You can send us your questions and we'll get to them on the show. Yeah. Uh, man eating tacos, and I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, he says, any update on dating advice that worked for you? I've crashed and burned spectacularly when I've gone out and tried to pick up girls. And I think I'm getting to a point in my life where I can't rely on really dumb luck to have relationships and such just fall into my life. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've been listening to the show, you, we've gone through various dating tips, most of which was directed at Denzel. But, I mean, I guess the biggest thing when doing the whole be yourself thing is just play to your strengths. Like, yeah. When somebody says, like, you should be the best version of you, I don't think that's very clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's say, like, I, I think at least... This is my opinion of myself, and I'm not entirely sure how true this is, but I think I'm pretty funny. Yeah. So I think I can go with that and just like kind of lead the night with being funny. Yeah. Figure out what it is about you that is appealing and just play to that strength. If you are an unrelenting cynic, just do that. Make you make it just like dry humor. And if someone is down with that, you got it. If you are the 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 fat guy who everyone loves, take her to a party or like you know be in a social setting where that comes across. You know, just figure out what it is that's appealing about you and play it. Milk the shit out of it. One thing that I can say is you don't necessarily have to be funny. You just have to be entertaining. Yeah. There's a, and a lot of people find a lot of different shit entertaining, so that advice may not add up to shit. But essentially, all you have to do is entertain people. Right. If that, if that means you just know random facts about cartography. Let's not go that, that not that that's boring. Fucking that's that's boring. too boring. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you, if you have an encyclopedic knowledge about a topic that can be entertaining, you know... Tell a, tell a tale. You can tell stories that don't even have to be funny. They can just be, if you tell them well, 
they can be good stories. Really engaging stuff. I don't know. I mean, if you have, if you yourself uh, are boring, like let's say hypothetically you're a very boring person, mm-hmm. just make the night about them. Yes. Like ask questions, but don't make it seem like an interview. Yeah. If you ask like, hey, so what do you do for work? And they say, oh, I'm a molecular biologist. Then just see if you can have anything that's relatable to that to bring up in conversation. Yeah. So you can bridge it into another question. Yeah. I would definitely say that is a, an excellent tactic, even if you aren't boring and you just, if you find that you yourself won't be, if you don't think you're going to be the most entertaining or if you think that they can just keep the conversation going better. Yeah, just ask some questions. People like talking about themselves. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the best advice that I can give you. Oh, big thing, though, in regards to that. When you ask those questions, be genuinely interested. Don't check out. Yeah. Everyone knows when someone checks out. You don't want to be the person who is listening to reply. You want to be... The person who listens to listen. Yes. Take in the story. Make sure that, I don't know, you have some interest in what they're saying. I don't know. Some people, so like, I'm not even going to be out here front like that. Some people just are boring and suck. Oh, yeah, that is definitely a thing. And, like, there's a good chance that you just meet really shitty people. Like, I, I, there's one person that I met a long time ago. A friend of mine was attending UCLA, and one of her roommates was easily the most boring person that I've ever <laughs> met in my life. And, like, she had interests. She was a cheerleader for the school. But the thing is, the things that she was interested in, it was, like, something out of a really boring magazine. She really liked keeping up with the Kardashians. She loved like HGTV shows, Mm. like things of that nature. She didn't know how to cook or anything like that. And she was just a real like boring piece of shit. (laughs) It was really weird. And the one thing that set me off the most was we were doing Irish car bombs, uh, like with Bailey's and and uh, Guinness, and she drops the <laughs> shot of Bailey's in, and she stops and watches it curdle, <laughs> and she doesn't drink it. She's like, "Ew, that's so gross!" Yeah, and she just walks away from it. And I was just like, "Jesus!" <laughs> ah, she and she was like the type of girl like if you saw the movie Don Juan with uh, Scarlett oh, Johansson yeah. in it. She, she was wearing the velour suits. Oh, she man. she wore velour jumpers like oh, that. Man. It was really fucking weird, man. She was just like a really boring and shitty person, and it was odd. It was like a very surreal moment. It's, it's ah, God, but anyway, the moral of that story is some people suck. Yeah, you know, and if that's the case, you're better off without them anyway. Yeah. Do you think you're better off alone? Yes. <laughs> Next question comes from Co Kennan. So I'm not salty about you not knowing I'm a dude at all. <laughs> How do you guys feel about Warhammer 40K and have you ever played it? For real, though. Yep. Chet. 
Do you have any plans for future cosplays? And is there anything ambitious that you'd like to try doing but are too much of a fucking coward to make? Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to apologize to Kokanen for saying that he could be uh, possibly a woman. We played PUBG with each other. <laughs> I, totally, I totally knew he was a dude at one point. Well. Uh, but I completely forgot. I'm sorry. How quickly we forget. Yes. And the Warhammer 40K question is a meme. Yep. Don't worry about that. Yep. Don't. Got it. The answer is yes. We're very passionate about Warhammer. Uh, as for cosplays, yeah, there's a bunch of different costumes I, I want to do. Um, I have a list written down somewhere, but I think the the most, the one that I probably want to do next is Gladio from Final Fantasy 15. But I want to get a whole group for that. Uh, I just, there's a lot of Gladios out there and I think a lot of them are real mediocre. Like, just don't commit to it. I would go you know talk your shit chat they ain't got the body for it that's what i'm saying like they're all like oh, real frumpy shit. dudes like <laughs> <laughs> there are there granted there are some fantastic gladio cosplays out there i wouldn't be trying to one-up them i just want to be better than average that's kind of what i aim for with most of my cosplays mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sicker than your average oh 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 yeah uh also another one that i want to do probably soon is Taboo Show Mimanimoto from The World Ends With You. Um, I'm going to be doing Taboo Show, and a friend of mine is going to be doing, Connie, is going to be doing regular show. And uh, yeah, as for things that are too ambitious for me to do, I've never really done any prop work or like armor work and stuff. And I just don't feel like putting in the time and dedication required to actually be good at that. So, I mean, I don't even really sew. So most of my costumes are either store-bought things that are modified by me really simply, or I just commission the whole thing from someone else. Because, man, I, I ain't got time to learn another skill like that. Fair enough. So, yeah. Juice Campbell says, as crazy, stupid, and complicated as Yu-Gi-Oh has gotten in the anime and the card game, how do you feel about how ridiculous the first season of the anime was? And have you watched season zero and read the original manga? The original run of the show was the best in my opinion, but it seems like hardly anyone has read or watched it. Yeah, actually I've, I haven't seen nor read all of season zero as it were. I've seen bits and I've, I've read a couple of chapters of the manga and it is a very different show. So basically, if you're unfamiliar, there is a whole season of Yu-Gi-Oh before the card game is even introduced. So what you see on Kids WB, or that's where it originally aired, or 4Kids, what you saw from 4Kids was essentially the second season, but they just never bothered with season zero. And now it was all focused on the card game. And then that got them a bunch of money. So they just kind of kept going with that. But before that, it was closer to something like, like a young Kaiji where Yugi would be put into these situations where he has to help someone through cunning or through gambling. And like he was, he was the king of games, you know? So it didn't matter what game he was playing. He was, 
he was a badass in whatever he was doing. So he would bust his friends out of trouble and, you know, take down corrupt businessmen, things like that because he had the millennium puzzle because he was so good at his shit. And then four kids came in and added the heart of the cards and they just every they were just wiling out with the card game. But uh, yeah, I think most people haven't gone back to watch season zero and all that because of what we've seen with four kids because everyone thinks it's just going to be about the card game, but it's completely different. It's way more serious, actually much better. That's absolutely that assumption you just made. Absolutely correct. I would have never watched <laughs> season zero yeah. or read the manga. Holy shit. I didn't know it got real like that. Yeah, no, there were a lot of guns being pulled. That was another thing. There was actually quite a few guns even in the first season of the four kids stuff, but it's four kids. So they take the guns out. So it's people pointing at you menacingly. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That raises the stakes a lot higher. Yeah. Now, if they only explained why people would be sent to the shadow realm. Oh, why that magic works. That wasn't a thing. That's another four kids thing. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it actually was. I think they were just like losing their soul. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But the shadow realm, that was that was also a uh, four kids concept. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit, man. <laughs> Next question comes from Gingerbread Ninja Man. When you guys travel, how do you game abroad? Do you just bring a laptop, settle for mobile games, or just enjoy the trip like a normal person? Love the show, guys. Keep the good shit up. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, when I travel abroad, I don't bring any games with me. I bring a laptop though, in the event that I do take some pictures or shoot some video that I want to transfer over, but I've never really had the craving to play anything while I was abroad. Yeah. Pretty much same here. Like I, when I went to Japan this last time, I took my laptop with me and I had games installed locally because I had a feeling that I was going to be doing, well, I knew I was going to be doing traveling while in the country. So the only time that I actually pulled my laptop out to play games was waiting in the airport on the way there and on a train ride from Tokyo to Osaka. And that was it. You know, yeah, I dick around on my phone, but that's, that's pretty much it. There's, I don't know, there's too much to do to bother with playing games. Plus, I don't really like, I don't really do a lot of single player games, especially not on, on the computer. So, yeah, nah. Fair enough. I was playing River City Underground that entire trip. That game was fun. Never, oh, is that the re-release of River City Ransom? It's, it's a new one. It's, um... It's basically the same game as River City Ransom, you know, on the surface, but there's more characters that play with some variation. There's more moves, you know, just right. more stuff to it. And it's also four player simultaneous co-op, which is dope. Nice. Nice. Leo J. Larkin says, I listened to a few podcasts and recently I've heard on at least three occasions on different podcasts people refer to world war one germany as the nazis 
Now, am I the only one that thinks that that's fucked up? I mean, if it was a joke, it would be fine, but they didn't say it like it was a joke. I get that not everyone is a history nerd like me, but I see a lot of people get basic facts about World War I and World War II wrong. Here's a quick experiment. Ask some people what years those wars began and ended. The number of people who get it wrong is kind of surprising. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty fucked up. Did we fuck that up last episode? No. Did we, did we talk about Nazi Germany? I don't or think did we call them Nazis and say World War One or something. No, I don't think I don't think that was a reference to us. I don't think oh, we've okay. ever mentioned World War One on this podcast yeah i know i don't i'm gonna sit here and admit that i don't know what dates either of those wars started i'm gonna i can't even tell you when pearl harbor was bombed oh that was uh december 45 right no it's 41 oh shit i can't remember if it was 9th or 16th oh the world world war ii was over after 45 wasn't it yeah 45 was when it ended after we we nuked we got involved in 41 i think the war began 39 is when is we're oh, calling it i i can't say that for sure i know we got involved in 41 of course after pearl harbor uh whereas world war one ooh, i want to say 1919 that sounds about right to like 22 something I, like that could be wrong but <laughs> i know what started it the assassination of friends france ferdinand, ferdinand. Got shot in the head. He made a really shitty album, so they killed him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not big on history. Uh, one of the things that I try not to do is if I don't know enough about a subject, I probably won't talk about it. So yeah. World War One, World War Two are automatically off the table, except a few specific incidents, with the exception of the bombing of Pearl Harbor, because I don't know when that took place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say December 9th was my final answer. Okay. Just for clarification. Did not look this up. We're not cheating here. You know what? Honestly, I got nothing to front on. Like I'm not out here saying that I'm I was never really big on war history. So that's not the kind of thing that I would have an encyclopedic knowledge of which is part of why we'd never really talk about it on this podcast it's not really pertinent yeah and until it becomes such you're just not really going to hear about it from us that's fair yeah but i do think it's kind of fucked up that any pre-1950s germany just does get kind of lumped in with nazis like yeah that movement didn't happen until like a decade after World War One, yeah, they're completely different groups, and it, it's it is kind of fucked up to just lump them all in together. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Well, anyway, Samurai Jack the Face Ripper says, apparently, with the celebration of the 18th anniversary of Naruto being this year, there are a ton of quote Naruto runs popping up. A large concentration of them seem to be on college campuses. Makes sense. But there have been a few on other places like Trump Tower, for example, that were sites for runs. Now I hear that there's going to be a large run in Florida when Irma hits. What's the over-under on how many people get swallowed up by the hurricane? And have you heard of these and would you partake? Seems a little cringy, but could also be amusing. Uh, I have a feeling, I mean, Irma has mostly passed now, so it's a little late to be answering this but i'm pretty sure no one would actually do that because 
If you're an anime kid, you're probably a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna stay inside. Yeah. Be a pussy some more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so my guess is that uh, no one actually went through with that. So my over-under is zero. And as for participating in one of these, absolutely not. There was one at UCSD uh, at the Geisel Library that was supposedly going to happen. I thought about going just to watch, but even that was too much effort to be putting towards this yeah you gotta pay for parking when you go up there <laughs> yeah good it's point bullshit yeah not I worth it did not even consider that if i saw that little booth like oh yeah well turn around grab a burrito and go home i would say the over under for me is zero uh zero zero and would i participate fuck no the, there's no way <laughs> yeah. naruto's not like i don't think Man, this is gonna sound real cynical, but like I don't think there's anything that I like enough to be able to do something from that show. Like I don't cosplay or anything like that. Uh, I there's I you'd have a I'd have a hard time justifying it to myself. Like I don't think I'm I don't like anything that much to participate in something to that to commit to something like that. Yeah, yeah. Even if I was that into Naruto, like if I, if Naruto changed my life, I know most of the other people there are going to be really weird, and I don't want to be associated with them in that way. Like you've got to be committed, you know. Yeah. So yeah, nah, not happening. No judgment if you uh, participate in Naruto runs, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Ragnar asks, Yo, this is Ragnar. Lately, I've been delving into lo-fi hip-hop channels and streams. Have you guys listened to any of this? Got any recommendations for artists or channels to look into? Keep up the good work. I'm not a big fan of lo-fi hip-hop, mainly because like a lot of it sounds the same. Yeah. There are a few gems in there that I really fuck with heavy. But they're just individual songs rather than songs from an artist or something like that. So Hopped Up by Beside You and DJ Young Vamp is a song that I really enjoy. But I don't like either of their solo work at all. (laughs) Yeah. Because it it all sounds very plain. Yeah. My issue with a lot of lo-fi hip-hop is that most of it is just trying to be the next next new job like they're doing their best and therefore they can't do anything differently yeah uh with that in mind if you haven't listened to new job listen to new job uh another person who actually is surprisingly good at some of that stuff and he actually does do some different things i don't know if i don't know if you can really call it lo-fi hip-hop but filthy frank has a serious album uh, by I think it, the, I know the artist's name is just Joji. It's J O J I, which is the name George, but in Japanese. Uh, that's pretty good. It's a it's a bit more laid back. It's it's a very laid back album. It's pretty cool stuff. You probably know the genre more than I do by now, Ragnar. So. <laughs> You know, 
Yeah, no, can't can't offer too much help. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lo-fi hip hop is an offshoot of what I assume is like what was called beat music a few years ago, like Flying Lotus, No Such Thing, Daedalus, those kind of cats, Teeves. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot less musical talent. <laughs> yeah, and- a lot of it's just sampling and exactly yeah, yeah. they take a sample and loop it put some drums in there and then put some fluttering piano yep but i mean i prefer i prefer music with more variance in it and that's part of the problem like at least for me a lot of it's just like the same it's a very samey kind of genre yeah we skipped over half of a question last week uh so I'm just going to answer it real quick. Trevor Slattery asked two weeks ago what I do for exercise. And uh, yeah, basically I just go to the gym. I don't really do anything outside of that. If that's what your question meant, if you meant specifically what I do in the gym, it's kind of the basic sort of routine. I focus more on high rep, low weight rather than low weight or low rep, high weight. I'm not really interested in getting huge. I'm, I think I'm at a good general size. I'm just more trying to stay toned and, you know, be in good shape. So, you know, standard chest exercises, back exercises mostly. Like, that's what I work the most. For legs, I don't do any weight with my squats. It's all body weight. You know, things like that. You can, you can look into uh, toning routines and like weight loss routines that's basically what i do so legit yeah let's get into voicemails yo it's dr dirty d again with some dumb shit it sounds like every person that calls in with a little bit of like retardation sounds a little bit like me it's like i heard myself a lot last last week i'm just calling in talk about two chains and how he's a lot better than what I once thought he was. Like, he was terrible at first, but then he just got way fucking better. Like, you guys brought up his verse and his fucking bars and fucking mercy. Fucking good. But other than that, he's normally, like, you know, has some really bad ad-libs from time to time. Now, I'm also going to touch on a little bit about Empire and it's really shitty pop music. Yeah, it wasn't rap, dude. You guys were right. It was written by someone who don't understand rap. It was written by pop people who understand pop music for white people. Back to the NWA thing, if you watch the movie, you realize when they were in Detroit, there was a whole lot of white people there because NWA was way more popular with white people like it way back then. But now everyone's hopping on because it was the hot shit to hop on back then. Well, that's all I got to say about that. Hopefully I catch it out of my time limit. Talk to you guys on the next one. Keep up the good work. All right. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, 2 chains. 2 chains is real hit or miss, but he's hilarious almost every time. So, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't not like him. I also really enjoy him in other media. There is a, a series that GQ does with two chains and i forget what it's called i think it's called dope shit with two chains it's just him interviewing people who have really cool stuff and him just like explaining this baller shit like a three hundred thousand dollar headphone system things like that that's really entertaining so yeah yeah i I fuck with two chains 
He's I like him. He's fun. Yeah, he's a fun rapper. A lot of southern rappers have fun shit yeah. in their songs. They uh it makes it feel it makes me feel less guilty for listening to them. Yeah, yeah. Some of the shit that people say on tracks are so embarrassing, especially when they say it in earnest and they think it's like a good line. Right. So with two chains and like Lil Wayne and Ludacris, like they're jokey. Yeah. So it's fun. It's like I feel good and confident about listening to them because it's like, all right, these guys are these guys are self aware enough. Yeah, and plus, like, there's some of the most quotable, repeatable lines you got. Like every picture I take, I pose a threat. Oh, like come that's on, good. that's good, <laughs> that's good, that's good. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> all right, well, thank you for listening to us this week. Yeah, on Real Nerd Hours. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at... Bushido Brown SD. Excellent. You can subscribe to the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash RealNerdHours. It's a great place. You should come hang out. We'll talk about the shit that we see on the show. Yeah. If it's worth bringing up. You can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash realnerdhours. If you want to, you can drop us an email at askrnh at gmail.com or give us a call at 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. Thank you, everybody, again for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours, and we'll see you next Thursday. All right, y'all have a good night. Bye.